We are back on episode. Sorka, do you know which episode number this is? 19, I believe. 19, episode 19 with Ricky Garrard, who needs no introduction probably at this point. Uh, Ricky, good afternoon, man. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Just uh, uh, chilling here. Oh, Mitch's house in this outside in the Vegas heat. Yeah, it looks good on you. Um, I'm actually kind of funny. I've never because I'm still cold from the ice bath. Yeah, I was gonna say you still look a little like recovering from it. Um, <laughs> this is my first time recording a podcast where I hung out with somebody an hour before we recorded. So, um, I even like Soroka, me and Ricky are in the sauna, and I'm thinking to my health, like I can't ask too many questions in the sauna because. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be as like it won't be as raw, you know, because in a sauna, that's you get to know people in the sauna. Yeah, it's a oh, close yeah. environment. I thought yeah, we're like dry. we're doing cold tub and sauna together, and I'm like, oh, I, I gotta wait to ask the good questions later because yep. you know. <laughs> so there was just moments of silence in the sauna where I'm like, man, I want to talk right now. I thought you were being a bit, bit, bit weird and a bit quiet. <laughs> <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh man. Well, Ricky, thanks for jumping on. I'm, you know, I'm excited to to chat i mean a little bit of background on the athlete stories podcast i know that you've been on a handful of podcasts in your day um but not only do we get to talk about crossfit and we'll talk about the games and we'll talk about current events and stuff but i'm interested yeah. in learning your life story right at least an abbreviated version of it so we'll get into that a little bit um sure but before we dive into that um quick shout out to our partner Sroka. are you are you ready to throw this up yep, yep. like a 30 second clip It'll cover your face, Ricky. You can you can take a short break. This show is brought to you by Wadproof Bionic. Uh, Wadproof Bionic launched a program to help pro members improve their mobility and range of motion while becoming better overall athletes. Wadproof Bionic tracks and analyzes movement in real time with the goal of providing unique mobility plans for everyone. There's a link in the show notes where you get a free week of Wadproof Bionic, so make sure you check that out. The show is also brought to you by X Endurance Sports Supplements. It's one of the only uh, supplements out there approved by Informed Sport for professional athletes. And in the link in the show notes, there's also a discount to X Endurance. So make sure you check those both out either during the show or after the show. But back to the show. All right. So, Ricky, before we kind of dive into your story, you know, let's talk about current events. We were at the gym and we found out about um, good old Phil Toon, who we recently had on the show, who despite whatever may or may not be happening, I think is a hell of an athlete. Um, but what were your first thoughts when, when you heard about that? Yeah, it kind of brought back some memories for myself, um, which was never a pleasant time. But, um, yeah, I'm sure the the dude has a story behind it and um, there's always two sides to the story and everyone's going to be quick to jump on the bandwagon and, and try and, put him into the ground and kick him while he's down and I kind of feel sorry for the guy and I was looking forward to um, competing with him and against him at the games. I thought he was a really good athlete and very talented and still very young so yeah, it's a, it's a shame but um, yeah. It is. Um, <clears throat> do you think your experience helped you like gain a, a different level of empathy and understanding towards athletes like this? Like, obviously it's not something that you would recommend that they do, but being, you know, when they get in trouble for it, are you kind of like, Hey, I get it. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely felt, 
bit more empathetic towards towards him when I when I did see that this morning and um, yeah, I know thinking back to my situation when I was well, nearly five years ago now, I was a lot younger and back then I didn't take it as professionally as I do now and I would walk into a supplement store or take advice from anyone and everyone and just never think twice of it and um, yeah, it could be a similar situation to what he's gone through. He might have just taken advice off the wrong people and not looking looked into it as much as he should have and yeah, it's a tough situation and yeah, I hope, um, I hope he's all right. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he appreciates that. What about Nick Joyelle? I mean, he was he had this uh, interesting see by Soroka. Um, I'll come in and out. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had this interesting approach where he came out ahead of it, and you know, he kind of worked the podcast circuit, and he gained a lot of, I would say, community empathy. You know, Savon. I don't know if you watched the show with Savon, but Savon said that he was, he felt like his father. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Uh, you got to go back and watch it. But, you know, Savon's an interesting guy. Um, right. How do you feel about that? Like, do you think that changes anything, like, coming out ahead of it? Or do you think it's it's all yeah. bad? You know what I mean? Well, in, in hindsight, what what's happened is going to happen. But I think coming out before CrossFit is probably a smart idea. Uh, I know my situation, um, like there was emails back and forth and before I even received a, an email response, it was blowing up on Facebook and Instagram and my phone was just going nuts and it was a lot to handle at one time. So I think coming out earlier just kind of gives you that opportunity to kind of give people a warning and give yourself a bit of time to... Uh, sink in what's what's about to go down, and um, now I can see why the guys have, have jumped jumped on it earlier. Yeah. Um, do, do you have any advice for either Nick Joel or or Phil Toon or any of the other athletes that have been um, popped, you know, recently? Like a mindset advice? Like, how did you get through that time? You know what I mean? Like, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, it's tough. It's a hard pill to swallow um obviously yeah you can't change what's happened so it's a matter of just getting on with it and accepting the mistake you've made and the fault you've made and just kind of cop it on the chin and yeah, to be honest man I, I just took it one day at a time and it happened to me I, the, the further I thought forward about things and how I wanted it to be different, the worse it became and the more frustrated and angry I was. And yeah, I literally just had to just almost forget about it and just focus on my day-to-day life and my own general health and just the people I was surrounding myself with and my family and just made sure I had the right support network around me and Obviously, like I still love CrossFit and I love the methodology and the training. So I, I never stopped that. Like I always love the feelings I get from training. So I still would turn up most days and just get a workout in just to feel good. And yeah, I, I took up some like 
sports that I did as a kid, I kind of got back into those, like mountain biking and try to get back on surfboard and um, get back on my motorbike and just do things that, that I loved growing up just to kind of keep myself occupied and busy and um, yeah, not, not go insane. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, is there a piece of you like, you know, in my life and many others, when you look at hard things that happen, right? And you've said it a few times, uh, or I've, I've heard you say in our conversations, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I'm, I'm a pragmatist, I'm, I'm so practical that, of course, everything happens for a reason. Like, we get in trouble because we make trouble and things like that. Like, when you look back, are you grateful for that experience? Like, I'm sure that you wouldn't, w- you know, kind of like our earlier conversation in the sauna. I wouldn't yeah. have wished my life on anybody, but I'm grateful that it's happened. Yeah. Um, are you the same or were you like, no, nah, give me those four years back? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit, I go a bit both ways when I think about it. Like, Obviously, if I could take the four years back, I feel like I would have – I feel like this would be my sixth, sixth year competing at the CrossFit Games, you know what I mean? <clears throat> like, I feel like I, I would have been out there every year um, up there mixing it with with Belner and Fikowski and Fraser when he was there. I feel like I would have been there with those boys every year the last five years. So when I think about it like that, it's a little frustrating. Um, but on the other side of things, it's like I think it's developed me into a much more grateful and honest sort of person. I, um very more grateful for my life and people around me and my friends and my support network and it's really taught me to like why do I want to do it and like all the my my goals and um, stuff like that like if like it really <clears throat> made me realize how much it means to me to to chase this dream of being a, a world champion and try to win the CrossFit Games, like, um, yeah, like, I, I could never let it go. Like, even if I wanted to let it go and, and not pursue the dream, I would literally last, like, a day, and then the next day I'd be like, no, nah, fuck this. Like, I, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm not good yeah. enough. <laughs> um, yeah, it really taught me to to be resilient and determined and not give up on your, on your dreams, yeah. Love it, man. Hey, side note, is that is that shirt wet? No. Nah. It looks wet. Um, but yeah, that's it's got like a pattern on it. Yeah, it's it's gotta be the pattern and then it like is it like a silk or like yeah. a uh okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> random change of subject there, but uh no, I really appreciate that. And I think that you know, we we take those lessons for granted, right? Because as much as you wanna <clears throat> compete the last four or five years you can't put a price on having a like a tangible level of gratitude in your life. Um, you can't put a price on integrity. You mentioned that you're a more honest person now. Like these are things that they transcend sport and uh, you know, the virtues of life are, I think are far more valuable than championships long-term. And that's just my personal opinion. But um, so that's, you know, it's a huge lesson to learn and, like we were talking about, like, I wish I would have learned without the tough lessons, you know, like you just yeah. should have just handed that to me on a plate, but yeah. that wasn't the case. Um, I think you 
develop into the person you're meant to be without uh, those failures and lessons you learn. Absolutely. Um, Ricky, if you were to describe yourself in three words, or maybe if like uh, your brother or uh, someone close to you would describe you in three words, what would they be? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe funny. Funny. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> funny. Um, caring, and maybe just like uh, quietly savage. <laughs> the word is for that. <laughs> I don't know that there is a word for that. Um, but I would probably agree. <laughs> certainly quiet and certainly savage. So if you just want to put those together, that's fine. You can have yeah. four words either way. Um. Where are you from originally? Like, where were you born? I was born in a town called Barrel, which is um, about five minutes from where I live now, which is a town called Mittagong. It's in, like, a place we call the Southern Highlands. This is, like, made up of all little small towns. But, yeah, it's about 45 minutes from the from the ocean. Okay. Soroka, can you pull that up, pull a map of that up while we're chatting? I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Um. So where's where's Matagong on this? Matagong. <laughs> Mitagong. Mitagong. Mita. Mita. From Mita, bro. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you're, in, and then you're like 45 minutes from the ocean. That's how far that is from the the coast. Yeah. So I used to live in Wollongong, which is like directly to the coast. You can see it on the right hand side there. Okay. Yeah, I used to, I lived there for about two and a half years. At the last two and a half years. Okay, that's where your brother's gym is, Benny. Yeah, yeah, that's where my brother's home gym is. But the, where Benton is is in Mittagong. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so. And. Yeah, Mittagong is where we where my parents are, and that's where we where we grew up. Okay, cool. And how'd you how'd you hear about CrossFit? How'd you first hear about? Thank you, Soka. How'd you first hear about CrossFit? Yeah, so my through my brother, he was um, he was in the army, the Australian army, and he got introduced to CrossFit through there, and um, kind of the, that style of training. And when he got out of the army. <clears throat> and come home I was probably 17 going on 18 and he like introduced it to me and told me about it and um, I used to see some of the videos of him doing it in the army and stuff and pretty much I was just playing footy at the time uh, you guys call it rugby um, but yeah he literally just we went down to the, the local gym where I'd been training since I was about, I don't know, 15 or 16, just pumping iron, having no clue what I was doing, just trying to get big because I was a skinny little runt. And, um, yeah, it just we started doing CrossFit there at the 24-hour gym and just watching Rich Froning on YouTube and pretty much 
trying to teach ourselves how to weightlift and do kipping pull-ups and handstand push-ups and all that crazy stuff. I love, do you remember your first CrossFit workout? Yeah, it was uh, 12.1, seven minutes max burpees. <laughs> Horrendous. What a, what a simple workout. Um, do you remember how yeah. many you did? 112. Wow. Did uh, There's a That's... video right on YouTube. <laughs> of you doing that like 10 years ago? I think so, yeah. Just real quick, you got to find that video. Find it. We're not going to watch the whole thing, but we'll watch like the ending or something. Yeah, then, um, like, the roof the roof was like too short to be able to do the, the ring touch for the burpee. So we like took a panel out of the roof and like hung a, a wooden ring out of the roof to like make sure we could hit the standard for the burpee. <laughs> Yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah, boy. Have a go at him. Stopwatches. Six inches. Uh, can't burpee like that now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the music. <laughs> In the team, uh, you look so great. different, but your brother doesn't look any different. Yeah, not really. <laughs> he's a little older, so he's probably already more developed at that time. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty light to develop. I feel you. That might have been a no rep. I don't know. <laughs> chest, chest in it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we're wearing the Vibrams and T back singlets. Uh, Yo, honestly. I, it's probably still a better score than I would get today. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you had your youth. <laughs> uh, my first one was um, Fran, uh, you know. Ooh. And nice. for us, it was like, you know, because I was a bodybuilder back then. It was strict Fran. <clears throat> so I think it took, you know, yeah. maybe 20 to 30 minutes to do it. And we recovered for probably 20, 30 minutes because like, we're doing strict pull-ups yeah. and we're doing strict, you know, we called it squat to overhead press back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you're, you're like just straight squat. Not even touching your shoulder. Yeah. Like straight, you know, holding it in a pressing position, squat, yeah, press, yeah. squat, <laughs> press. Uh, and so afterward, I mean, it's a hell of a pump for a bodybuilder, but. Yeah. Been um, so you, you played, you played footy. You played rugby. Uh, what other sports did you play growing up? Yeah, so I played rugby. And I played heaps of touch as well. And then what was that? Into, it's like rugby, but instead of tackle, you, you just, oh. just go touch. Just boring touch rugby. Yeah. Yeah, then I was into athletics and cross country in school. Um, did snowboarding, uh, raced, raced motorbikes. And yeah, that was about about my main sports. But I pretty were much you, participated like, you in any sport. Were you? Could you have taken any of those sports professionally? You think? Uh, maybe maybe flat track, like the motorbike racing. When I was eighteen, I had a decision to make between that and footy. Um, I was like looking at trying to get out. Of, over here to America to race, race flat track and like speedway and stuff. 
on motorbikes, but um, yeah, I ended up choosing rugby and I went down that path. Did you go to school for rugby? Like, did you go to college and play rugby? Yeah, we played at school, but it wasn't like a, a rugby school. It was just like a normal public school. And yeah, foot, footy was like a big, big sport at our school. Got it. And growing up in Australia, like you said, you wanted to come to America to to race the motorbikes. Is that yeah. like do people grow up in Australia wanting to come to America? Yeah, pretty pretty much. Like if you're involved in motorbikes, um, like the biggest like sports and biggest contracts and all that are over here in America. Um, I currently got two young guys from Australia um, crushing it in the in the motocross and the supercross over here right now. I don't know if you've heard of them, but one of them's like 18 and he's already won like two titles. And his and his brother, well, his name's Jet. His brother Hunter Lawrence. He's um, two or three years older. He's like right up there as well. So um, yeah, motorbikes are pretty big in Australia. But, That's awesome. Uh, I don't know much about that. Yeah. Outside of that, um, if you want to like pursue rugby, like you, you stay in Australia. Like Australia's a great country for rugby. Like both sides of rugby union and rugby league. Um, but yeah. Do you ever play traditional football? Like um, gridiron? No, I don't. Or I don't soccer. even. Soccer. Yeah, I, like no, 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 not soccer. Like American football. Ah, uh, nah, nah. I've mucked around playing it on the beach. That's about it. But I've never played an actual game. Wow. So that's that's so interesting. Yeah. So like, do you guys grow up watching NFL? Like the Football over nah. here at all? Nah, not at wow. all. I didn't get into NFL until, like, obviously I knew Tom Brady and I didn't really understand it all. Some kids at school, like, follow it and um, watch it and stuff, but it's not really a thing that you do over there. Like, it wasn't until I came here to America that I started to understand it more and follow it. That's wild to me. So as big as NFL is in America – what is the sport in Australia? Is it rugby? Like yeah, everyone footy. watches rugby? Yeah, footy, yeah. Rug, rugby footy. league. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, we have um, like, there's a, a big match on Wednesday called the State of Origin, which is like probably the biggest game of, of rugby league. So like the like, Super Bowl? Yeah, similar. Uh, it's like New South Wales, which is the state of Australia versus Queensland which is the, uh, the northern state. And, um, yeah, it's like a massive rivalry between those two states in, like, every sport. Like, when you're growing up as kids, it's like when you're versus Queensland, it's like you're going you to win or you're going to die. <laughs> Are you going to watch <laughs> that, uh, like, in the middle of the night or something? Yeah, I don't I got to figure out what time it's on, but, yeah, I really want to watch it because it's, it's a decider. It's best of three, and it's the last game, so – they both won a game each, so it's whoever wins on Wednesday night. You gotta, uh, you gotta tell, you gotta get off social media and tell your friends not to tell you about it. Yeah. And then we just gotta like TiVo it, or I don't even know if that word is relevant anymore. We just gotta like watch it in um, American time, time and without knowing the results. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I'm down. I'd love to watch that. Yeah, it's sick. You would love it. Um. 
100% down. I think, I think Maddie might be down too. I can't speak for him, but if it's Wednesday night or Thursday night, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'll try to work it out. We'll let you know. Let me know. We'll figure that out. Uh, Ricky, if you were, what's your favorite movie or maybe top three favorite movies ever? <laughs> or, I, just, I, I know Top Gun is now your favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that aside from Top good. Gun, what uh, movie comes to mind? Aside from Last Night's Top Gun. Um, ooh, I like The Longest Yard. Longest Yard's good. Speaking of football, uh, The Ringer. Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> that cracks me up. That's a good movie. <laughs> uh, All right. If, if you were going to be a character in any movie, who would you be? Yeah, him. Johnny Knoxville. The Ringer? The Ringer. <laughs> Soroka, bring that up real quick. Bring a clip of The Ringer up. <laughs> That's like how I act around um, people that I'm very comfortable with. <laughs> you're around your people? I love that. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> Maybe not that extreme, but similar. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big, big doofus. Have you watched it? Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> Might have to rewatch it soon. I remember it though. Uh, um, <laughs> Soroka, you can you can pull it off now. <laughs> so you're uh, funny movie. So you're in Las Vegas. You're prepping for the CrossFit Games. Um, how long have you been in Vegas? Uh, just over a week. Yeah. And when do you go to Madison? I go to Madison twenty third of July. What's that going to look like there? Is it kind of tone down your training, get comfortable, prep your mindset? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah start um, tapering off a bit with the training and just settle into the, the climate and the time zone. And that's pretty similar to here, but still two hours can make a bit of a difference. So settle into that, get comfortable with the environment, get some gym sessions in, maybe suss out. Any clues or whatever else comes out? Yeah, go walk the the streets of Madison from the yeah the stadium to the to downtown. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Suss it out. Um, but it, on the Savon podcast lately, uh, he's you know they do their like with Brian Friend, they do a really great job of kind of diving into the analytics of you know what the CrossFit Games field looks like for men and women, and and one of the comments that kind of keeps coming up is that the open doesn't matter um at least for people of your caliber what are your thoughts on that yeah it doesn't matter like a lot but obviously you just want to get to the next stage um same with the quarterfinals obviously the goal is just to make it to the next stage each time but in my perspective i think it's i like to do well in each competition because it's just a way for me to build confidence and um that kind of get a bit of a mental game going with the other athletes and trying to um, yeah, come out on top so that you just got that extra confidence uh especially when it comes to in person if you've beat them before and you kind of have just that little bit of edge 
Yeah. A lot to have. So when you did the open, did you do it like to the best of your ability? Did, would you say 95%, 85%? Yeah. yeah probably 100%. Gave it, gave it everything yeah. I had for yeah. every workout. Yeah. One of the kind of one of the quotes that Savon kept saying or that he kept trying to say is how you do anything is how you do everything. No. Um, no, so, uh, what do your what do your parents do? Are they athletic? Are they into sports and stuff like that? Yeah, they're super athletic. Growing up, dad was a big footy player, um, rugby league. So he he played, uh, I think like. 10 or 12 games professionally, like first grade, but he was always like on the cusp um, of first grade. And my mum was a high level netball player and touch player. What is netball? Netball, it's like women's, I don't know, I wouldn't say women's. Um, it's like basketball, similar to basketball, but when you catch the ball, you can't run, you can only take one step. All right, Sorok, I hope you're pulling that up. I got, I'm learning <laughs> so much. I was so excited to talk, you know, because I don't know anything about yeah. Australia. You I'm know sure, what I mean? Like, I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure America has a netball team at the Olympics. See, the Olympics is so much different than everyday like, like Yeah, like sports you, you know, grow up with. Like I grew up in a public school setting. We yeah. didn't have lacrosse and rugby and netball. We had <laughs> baseball, we had football. We didn't even have soccer. Basically just a game. Um, played with seven players on each side. Cool. Very um, popular three, uh, women's sport. So they have to shoot? Basically every third. But nobody can block them? Yeah, you can try and block them. You can't jump, though. You can just, like, put your hand up. But as soon as you catch it like that, you can only take one step. Oh. That's kind of like rugby, right? Like, you – no, you can run with the ball in rugby. Yeah, you can run with the ball. It's kind of like ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, right, you, you only take play. a couple of steps before you, or one step before you have to throw it. Right, yeah, that's so interesting. They, they, they catch it and they can pivot on one foot before they pass it. It doesn't seem like an intense game. I'll say yeah. that. Oh, a little less intense, physical and real bitchy, which I could imagine. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Um, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Soroka. So your mom played netball. She was good. Yeah, yeah she was good. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're both school teachers. My mum's primary school and my dad's um, like behavior disorder school. So pretty much all the all the kids in the area that get kicked out of school um, go to his school. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I was uh, I I was almost that kid, so I know <laughs> I know I know a lot of them. Um, yeah. And uh, he's helped. He's helped a lot of kids turn their lives around and get jobs and all that stuff. So he's that's so cool. He's a bit of a saint. That's really cool, man. Um, and you're you're still close with your family? Yeah, yeah, super close. Yeah, they're both coming up to watch the games. Heck yeah, which, is, which would be cool. Did you, if you weren't pursuing CrossFit as a sport, what would you be doing uh, professionally or as a career, like? Did you have an interest in doing something yeah. specific? Yeah, yeah. Footy was my was my childhood dream growing up. Um, so rugby league, wanted to play what they call NRL, National Rugby League, and um, yeah, I was on the on the path to that. Um, from pretty much played it from eight years old, and then up until I was 
17, I got a contract with Canberra Raiders, which is one of the teams that are a part of the, the NRL. And um, I went there for three years and played under 20s, like semi-professional league. And that's kind of the steps to cracking the, the big league. And um, yeah, during my time there, well, I, I started doing CrossFit to help with my rugby. And then, so I never had an interest in competing in CrossFit. And then during that rugby kind of pursuit of uh, making a career out of it, um, my brother was doing CrossFit and he went to the games in 2015. And that was kind of the year where I was too old for the under 20s. So kind of from that age, you kind of step into the big boys, um, which I did have an opportunity for, which they call like reserve grade. Um, but after I watched my brother at the games, I made the decision to to give rugby a flick and start shooting CrossFit and yeah, trying to how make did it. Vinny do? How did Vinny do at the games in 2015? He fifteenth. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Did he? Uh, did, did he win any? What were you saying? Yeah, he did well. Fifteenth. Uh, did he win any events or anything? Um. No. No, I didn't. I think fifth was his best placing. I think in the swim, swim paddle event. Yeah. That's. I mean, shoot. Just to be at the games, right, is like a huge enough uh, accomplishment yeah. to get 15th is is even better, man. Um, so you guys are clearly designed to be athletes. If you weren't yeah. doing rugby or you weren't doing CrossFit, though, what could you see yourself doing? Would you be teaching? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably have like a gym and do coaching and stuff like that. I love working with like um, kind of like teenagers kind of like guiding teenagers to to pursue their dreams and goals and kind of help them in, in fitness and strength. And I think I can Love see it. myself kind of coaching that sort of age group. What's your <clears throat> proudest moment as a kid or a young adult that you can recall? Um, as a kid? Um Probably, I'm trying to think. Like sporting, sporting moment. Whatever, whatever, Could be anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was like um, this one. It's in cross country. There was this place that they always took us as part of the qualifying process to get from district to to regionals to state to nationals. And um, there's a place called it's called Heartbreak Hill. Competed there from like um, from year five to year twelve, and it was like I just remember like being stoked in year twelve that I was able to win. Every time I went there, and um, yeah, no one was able, no one was ever able to beat me through the whole schooling uh, cross country days. <laughs> That's pretty cool. 
Um, I don't have any athletic experiences like that, so I have to say that takes a cake. Yeah. And then probably Um, just um, heaps of grand final moments um, when I was playing rugby league because my dad was the coach. He pretty much coached our footy team from when I was eight till 18 and we pretty much played the grand final every year. So sometimes we won, sometimes we lost, but we always had some great memories with all my mates who are still mates like back home now. And there's always some awesome memories and old photos that pop up of when we um, won the grand final. That's sick. Uh, Real quick, not to interrupt, but is that, is that a photo of Mitch holding a koala? I'm in Mitch. I'm in Mitch's office. I, is I don't there a photo of Mitch holding a quad? Yeah, it is. is it? <laughs> I just saw that, and it looks like a koala. And I just had to bring it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. And he has a beard. What? Yeah. Um. Too good. It's been to Australia. Gold Coast. I was gonna say you probably know that koala, right? I mean, didn't that? <laughs> Yeah. Johnny. Johnny. Right. <laughs> He's a good good fellow. Good old Johnny. Um oh boy. What's your uh, earliest memory in life? Your Early. first memory. Um seeing my mom. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's living up to he's living up to that first descriptive word of himself. Funny, uh, man. Nah. So you you remember being born? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, definitely don't remember that. Uh, well, uh, oh, I remember. I remember being on a motorbike. I was like on a little PB50, and I remember it's probably like four years old, and I was like fanging it around the house and I come around the house and my cousin was coming the other way on her motorbike and I like freaked out and tried to dodge it and I just went straight under the house and like codeing myself and um By yeah memory. I didn't really get hurt I just carried on like a silk and cried to mum yeah nobody gets hurt at four he would just cry anyways <laughs> pretty um, wow What's the toughest experience you've ever had to, you know, go through in life? Um, you know, it could be, you know, dealing with the, the CrossFit stuff or it could be something before that. Um, yeah, probably, probably the, the, the CrossFit band is probably the hardest thing that, I had, that I've had to go through. Uh, it was definitely, definitely took a toll on me. Like mentally, especially for the first kind of year, I was um, just kind of trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life. Um, yeah, that was probably probably the hardest hardest thing. Did you like? Did you cope in a certain way? Like, for example, I mean, you know, in my life, I'm I deal with something. I'm googling a book to to read about it. Um, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. I'm looking up expert. You know, expert information but um what did you do did you did you kind of read did you just take it out in the gym was there a yeah i probably say i took it out on the gym but sometimes that was making it worse because because it was still such so close to home still in the same environment that kind of made me feel like that um 
So I pretty much just just got outdoors, just just went mountain biking and I um at the time my ex ex girlfriend we um had made the commitment to move north to a place called Yapoon um in Queensland, which is like a tropical kind of place with a like an island you can go out to that's like 20 minutes off the water and there's mountains you go mountain biking hiking and it's just like a really cool place so i lived there for the first kind of eight nine months um during my band and um yeah i think being there kind of helped like i was a little bit uh, away from family and home and friends and stuff but in a way, I think that kind of helped me just kind of deal with it on my own and just kind of not have too many people close to home, like always asking me if I'm all right. And yeah, it was kind of just a good way to just like deal with it on my own and toughen up and just not be just, it's cause I just kind of distracting myself. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, um, I am a, dual major in psychology and marketing. And, and so I study a lot of psychology. I read a lot about it, super interested in it. And one of the things that they talk about with um, both uh, different people, but soldiers specifically in these studies that um, in Vietnam got addicted to heroin and they would get off of the heroin until they re-enlisted or redeployed back to the, wherever they started it. Um, and the same thing happens to drug addicts where if they're into drugs in a certain household or in a certain community and they go to rehab or go away and get off of it and then they come back, they get right back on it. And the same thing applies to like PTSD victims, which I would say this is more relevant, like the trauma, like the post-traumatic stress, like going back to the gym in the same neighborhood. It's hard to get over something if you're like replaying it every day. Yeah. So um, I don't remember like the phrase because there's phrases for every psychological phenomena, but getting yeah. out of that element whether it's, you know, the island that you went to or anywhere new where people aren't always asking you how you're doing, why you're yeah. not going to the same gym and you're putting yeah. chalk on your hands in the same corner and you're having little memories. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that speaks a lot to how to kind of get over trauma yeah. is like you got to displace yourself for a time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not everybody has that luxury, but. Pretty much exactly what I did. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I think you're your consistency is a testament to how valuable uh, this pursuit is for you. You know what I mean? Like four years later, most people would be on, they'd be doing something totally different. Yeah. You know, so that's admirable, man. We're, I know I'm excited. I can't speak for Soroka, but I was excited for the comeback. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty good. I know when I was at, at Torian and um, it all come to an end and we, all the results are in and we're all like in a room together and stuff and um, the athletes in there like Tia and Kara and um, Baden and all that in there, they were like kind of saying like, man, how, how the hell are you still here? Like props to you, like got to give you credit for getting back to the games. Like I probably would have given up and gotten a day job and just lived a normal boring life. <laughs> Not for you. Not for me either, man. Yeah. Uh, what was that like for you? Did they like? Did they welcome you? Was it kind of hostile? Um, uh, it, was, it was pretty good. Everyone was yeah, 
super respectful and, and nice and yeah, no, the whole weekend went went smooth and the crowd was awesome. The crowd was cheering me on and going off and yeah, I had no one try and stir me up or get on my bad side, so it was good. <laughs> yeah, lucky for them. Um, <laughs> so you've done, you know, since you've come off your band, you've done Dubai um, and then you did Torian you know that plus you know f- four or five years ago who's one of your favorite people to compete with or against um in dubai i enjoyed competing against lazar uh duke is he was good fun i had a bit of bit of like banter in the warm-up air and kind of like friendly banter and stuff and Kind of just making assumptions before the workout, like who who's going to win, and kind of they would ask me like, oh, what what are you going to break the muscle ups in, or what are you going to do the thrusters in, and and I'd just just make up some bullshit just to try to <laughs> get them. I'd just be like, yeah, I'm I'm broken. I'm just going to hold on. Why would I drop it? <laughs> but I think I at that. the start they were kind of like. Oh, this guy's crazy, but I think towards the end they got that I was being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you learn any anything from competing against Matt? Because I know I don't know, but I've heard that Matt likes to to mess with people's head in competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I did enjoy competing against Matt in 2017. Um, would have loved to have do it again to do it again, but obviously that's not going to happen. So. But he was, yeah, he was, he was, he's a good competitor. I can, I can see where he was coming from now that I'm a bit older and um, yeah, a bit more experienced. And, um, but yeah, he, yeah, he was into me pretty good as a rookie. He was grabbing my legs and squeezing them as hard as he could. And when I was sore and, like, my hands were all ripped up and he was, like, asking me if I was going to be all right. You poor baby and all this stuff. <laughs> like in the um, warm-up for the one room snatch, he like hit my max and he's like in the bottom of the snatch and he's like, looks across him over to me. He's like, hey, Ricky, isn't this your max? And then he like stands it up and slams it. <laughs> Is that like 275, 280 he's just doing in the warm-up area? Yeah, I think it was 275 or something there. Yeah. Wow. And I was um, like... Yeah, it won't be soon. And he's like, you going to PB out there? And I was like, yeah, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. You did. You did PR, right? At yeah. The, two, two um, out there. What are we going to do this year? What's your, what are you thinking? Ooh, 300, baby. The three. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what's your favorite CrossFit workout? If you could choose, if you could make up a workout, what would it be? Uh, probably. Is it a chipper or a uh, rounds for time? Um, don't know. Either would be fine, but maybe, maybe uh, for time. Okay. Just like one round for time, so yeah, a chipper. All like, right. I'm writing this down. We're gonna we're gonna make this workout up. We're gonna try it. I'm gonna try it this week. <laughs> 800 meter run. All right. I already hate it. Keep going. 21 
ring muscle ups. All right. 400 meter sled drag. Drag or like we're dragging it or we're pushing it? Like um, drag, like put a Got harness it. on your shoulders. How much weight? Uh, maybe school, um, like two twenties. So what's that? 90, 90 pound on the sled. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll just try two twenty. Yeah. So we're running 800. We're doing 21 ring muscle ups, 400 meter sled drag. What else? 15 clean and jerks. Uh, What's the weight? 185. All right. And then 200 meter um, farmer's carry with 232, so 70 pounds each hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thirty-two kilo kilo kettlebells. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then nine. Oh no, nine. Nine, nine, nine. Oh shit! Let me start. Maybe we make the the nines, the cleaning jerks. Okay. And make the fifteens. Um burpee, burpee box get overs at forty eight inch when you can use your hands. All right. <clears throat> Eight hundred meter run by in, twenty one ring muscle ups, four hundred meter sled drag. 15 burpee box get overs, 200 meter farmer carry, nine clean and jerks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Jared, you do that this week and then you let me, and then based upon how it goes for you, I'll do it. Bro, that's <laughs> going to take me like two days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rest of the week. <laughs> 800 meter run, you're like, you know, four minutes, uh, 21 ring muscle ups. If I'm lucky, one day. Uh, yeah, one day. Uh, <laughs> Three minutes, you know, yeah. if I'm like doing seven a minute on the minute. And then, yeah, if I'm hopefully. And then 400 meter sled drag. I mean, I have no idea, but probably three times as long as a 400 meter run. So six, six minutes. Six minutes, yeah. <laughs> so we're at, <laughs> we're at 13 minutes and then 15 burpee box get overs. That's, you know, for me, that's probably the easiest part of the workout, but, um, uh, a minute and a half, two minutes. I'll say two minutes. So we're at freaking seventeen minutes. Two hundred meter farmers carry. I don't even know. Another two minutes. About Nineteen <laughs> minutes. Um, clean and jerks. You know, at this point, hopefully a minute. <laughs> hopefully a minute. Um, probably not though. But so it's One twenty minute. One eighty-five or two twenty-five. Huh. Should we stick with 185 or get a 225? We'll get 185. I mean, at this point, 
after doing all that, I still think 185 is pretty freaking challenging. Yeah. Um, if I'm writing this for a games athlete, then 225. Yeah. You, so, you, can, get, you can get a 185. Thank you, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I like it. That's kind of like that uh, that workout at Torian. Um, the what was the strongman strongman Diane? Yeah, strongman Diane. Uh, Twenty one. 15-9 deficit with um, that sandbag, the farm and carry, then the yoke in between. All right. Well, thank you for that, I guess. Um, uh, can't wait to see you do it. Yeah, I know. You'll yeah, you'll be there. So maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe Wednesday. Yeah, um, if you could put anything up on a big blank billboard – over the busiest intersection that you know, what would it say? <laughs> I'm not going to say the first word that comes to my head. <laughs> um, um, what's, this, what's the second thing that comes to mind? These nuts. No. <laughs> <laughs> yourself love it a little different than d's nuts but <laughs> that, that was the ringer coming out of you yeah <laughs> um how much of crossfit like the sport of crossfit like at the elite level do you think is you know if you were going to like do a pie graph of percentages how much percentage would you attribute to hard work and how much would you attribute to genetics Mm. Yeah, I think I think CrossFit is a a great sport that has um, proven that genetics doesn't really make a massive like it does make a difference, but CrossFit's proven that there's people with not the greatest genetics that can still work hard and be one of the best. Um, at the sport, um, but percentage-wise, I'd say maybe twenty percent genetics, eighty percent hard work. Um, who's your favorite, Mario or Luigi? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I'm gonna if I had to make a choice, probably Mario. All right. Why neither? Are you not a fan of Mario? Um, I'm more of a Yoshi guy. Okay. Not a Bowser guy? <laughs> um, You look like a Bowser guy. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but thank you. Um, I don't know. Are you beach or mountains? Ooh, mountains. Oh, uh, wow. Um. The Aussie chose mountains. Summer or winter? Summer. What was your favorite cartoon show as a kid? Mm, probably The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, where does Where does Dragon Ball Z live on that ranking of your favorite cartoons? Oh, uh, he's pretty far down. Oh man, I didn't get into. 
Don't tell Maddie that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Matt. If, if you could choose to talk to animals or understand all human languages, which would you choose? Talk to animals. What? Sure. Why? Sure. The animal? All of them. It's so cool. Wait, like, is there one in particular that you're just like dying to talk to? Um, maybe a dolphin. <sighs> well, I think that they do communicate pretty well. Uh, <laughs> Um, I used to do a dolphin noise when I was in primary school. They used to call me Dolphin Boy. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call you now? I can't do it now because my balls drop. Yeah, that is a you know <laughs> an unfortunate series of events that happens in the life of a of a male. Yeah. <laughs> what uh? Do you have a nickname now? Uh, Monkey Boy. Why, why do they call you monkey boy? I don't know, because I run around like a monkey and act like a monkey. <laughs> Good to know. Um, <laughs> man, uh, last but not least, Ricky, you know, after everything's said and done in life and when you're old and gray, how do you want people to remember you? Yeah, just the, the bloke that never gave up on his dreams and um, always was there for other people and put his family first and um, loves everyone that was around him and that's yeah, talented and hardworking man love it what can we expect to see at the CrossFit Games this year uh something you've never seen before and that I've never seen before I think I'm, de I'm definitely going to get a new levels that nobody including myself has seen <laughs> wow that's way to build up some freaking hype uh, <laughs> awesome well Ricky thanks again for jumping on thanks for making the time for the show thank you for potentially sacrificing the, the livelihood of your cell phone to, uh, <laughs> to jump on this this podcast, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know you a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, I'm excited to see you tomorrow at training, but for sure yeah. excited to see you at the games this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Dre. Absolutely, Absolutely man. Fun.